Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is fucking killing me. me. I'm Rainy. I'm Corinne. Thank you for tuning in. Season three. Episode two. Natalie Very B is our guest. She's amazing. She's very nice. We filmed this at night and it felt like very warm and just like kind of like you know how the lights go down and everything just feels a little bit more hazy and people like even if you're not drinking you feel a little a little drunk yeah i mean i felt a little sleepy because we were drinking like herbal tea and like sitting on the couch and i was like oh this is like the energy was much different yeah but i liked it yeah yeah it was cool totally okay let's get started here we go Hi, my name is Natalie Barry V, and I'm a Polish-Canadian illustrator, muralist, designer, and workshop instructor. It is interesting that they have, like, so many specific ones now. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they haven't made one, because, like, okay, Grinder is for gay men. Gay men, specifically. Just gay men. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised they haven't made one called, like, Beaver or something like that for, like, <laughs> gay women. Uh, it's called Her. Oh, you do have Actually? <laughs> Yeah, it's called her. Okay, it's like so her. just for girls who like girls. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, just one. Why, haven't, why isn't that one as like... I have never yeah. heard of that one. Because yeah, I've never heard of that. I don't... I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but lesbians don't really date. What do you mean? They just like find one like, person and then they move in together. No. <laughs> Bonded for life. Yeah. <laughs> the, stereo, the stereotype is... Uh, it is. Uh, it's quite real. Though, yeah. Yeah. They do stick together mm-hmm. yeah. once they kind of find each other. Also, you? that's like obviously a stereotype, but... but like In your experience, s- yeah. Well, okay. Well, it's called it- U-hauling. <laughs> wow. That's great. Yeah. But I mean, I feel also, like... the community is so small. It is. Well, yeah. It's smaller, mm-hmm. for sure. But I also think Grindr gets more and like... Um, attention because people use it to buy drugs in different countries did you know that in australia if they go to a different city all like the boys go on grinder and they'll buy drugs there just like because it's like there's i don't know if like gay men just have like access to like drugs and alcohol oh, or, like, damn. but like so a bunch of like the mates would go to like whenever they went to sydney they would like get on grinder and that's how they would like pick up party drugs isn't that crazy? That's so cool and so thrifty. <laughs> it's very smart. It's very mm-hmm. smart. It's very good. You need a local, right? Mm-hmm. 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 We would just be buying from a crazy yeah, person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably just poppers, but see, <laughs> 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 that's crazy. Yeah, you're gonna have to get on Hinge now. Well, let's yes. set your profile up right let's, now. Let's do it. What about like honey you, just fish? Wanna sw- you just want to? You're just curious to I see. Am. <laughs> my swiping finger is so weak. You can use my Tinder. It's so useless. Oh man. <laughs> oh, so good. sadness. Yeah. I'm not even that sad. Like it's just. You should be a, sad if you're this, single. Single. It, no, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. But it's just kind of like a, a, a disappointment phase where you're yeah. like. Were you just talking for a really long time? Well, yeah. Mm. That's well, the problem. I knew instantly, though. Oh, good like, idea. when I saw him. Mm. I didn't think so online. But I saw him, I was like, okay, well, that's not, no. Oh, no. You don't look the same. So how long, did, how long did the date last? An hour and a half. Oh, wow, you held out. Because I felt so bad to tell him when he arrived. And he, it took him a while to get there. And he arrived, and I looked at him, and was like, was he late? No, he was oh. early. He was early. 
Where is he coming from? That took him a while to get like there. from Dave, like up, like top of the subway line. Yeah. Like, and I felt so bad, and I was like, well, I might as well talk to him. Oh, I think that. Yeah, I just can't. I like, hate small talk. I hate talking to people that I don't want to talk to. I know. That's the problem. It's so exhausting. <laughs> what? It's, I, I just, get it. Some people are just so good. Like, some people, like, be like, this person's a fucking weirdo, but they can still have conversation. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, no, I am. No. Yeah, but, like, I see somebody do, like, one weird thing. Like, he could literally just, like, lick like that. <laughs> would just be like, mm, no, I'm done with this person. I don't have a conversation with them. I'm going to stay the fuck over there. Like, I don't. I don't like talking people. I to people. will take you to parties with me. <laughs> you'll weed out all the crazy. <laughs> Thank you. you. Just like turn around and walk away from people. Yep, 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 yep. It's true. Uh, <laughs> I don't like this. I'm not into this. I'm gonna go stand by the food. Yeah. <laughs> A full Just conversation. Munch. Yeah. Corinne one time. Actually, how you met Andre, right? <laughs> Actually? Yeah, how I met Andre. I was on a date with another guy at a party, and the party was so bad that I was just like, ang- like ang- angry drinking, you know, uh-huh. where you're just like drinking yeah. a little you're too just quickly. Like, That's all I can do right now. Yeah, yep. half like half an half anxiety, half like angry drinking, half angry eating all the food, and the other person just standing near me eating all the food was Andre. <laughs> <laughs> and you just started talking, and it worked out. Yeah, you talked about how shitty the party was yeah, too. Right? We, we Did you have chemistry out. right away? Um. Ooh, <laughs> it's a long pause. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't hear. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember if I was like. I remember like being attracted to him, but I don't remember being like wanting to like feeling Jump like his bones. Yeah, oh, and I don't I remember it. like. Okay. Sometimes you connect. You were like uh-huh. having a conversation with people, and you were like, like yeah. the energy like between your bodies yeah. is like tactile. Mm. I don't remember that. Okay. Well, as long as it yeah. happened later, then. Like, what do you mean by tactile? Do you mean like? It's like literally you can, like, you can hold, like, like you can feel it. it. Yeah, it's uh, just yeah. buzzing. Okay. I just wasn't sure. What, I've never heard that word be used before. Tactile, in terms of like, uh-huh. you can like feel it between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like if you were to dry it, it would be like on all levels. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> some levels. Yes. 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 That is what I miss, dude. Yeah. That yeah. kind of feel like. But I miss that, and I'm like in a relationship. How like, long have, I, you been, <laughs> have you? How long have you been together? Five years. Okay, that's a long time. What, wait, what's that face? It's just five. I, Lucas, I love you. <laughs> it's five years. It's just long. It's five years. You it know? is a long time. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the amount of time when you should know that. You yeah. Know, that's no, it. No, it is. He's great. Perfect. <laughs> but it's, I, I think you do like, I mean, I think people that say like, after five years, I still get butterflies in my stomach by you. I'm like, no, really? No. Do you do? You, you pee and go to the bathroom with the door open. You don't get butterflies in your tummy with like that person anymore. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, but like you live with somebody that long. Yeah. No, there's no way. Yeah. As I, soon I as know. you wash a guy's underwear, I think it's done there. <laughs> and then you fold it and you put it away. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Then <laughs> you're done. Uh huh. And then you're like, I love you, but it's we don't have this tactileness. <laughs> I honestly don't know how long a tactileness will would last, no, even in no. the best scenario. Like I, how long can Last outside first couple of dates, I would think, right? Like, yeah, and yeah. then you kind of test it out, and you're like, okay, yeah, right. I, yeah. I, I took the ride, now I know, yeah, and there it is. I agree, mm. and also, like, feel free to eat if you need water, just like say so, okay, all the things, yay, yeah. super, okay. That's mm. And you guys are so cool to talk to already. So Thanks. I don't, I did have one interview in the past and I was just so, and that was like years ago. So I don't really know how to compare it, but it was just so stiff and so untrue. Like I was just saying all these things that were not mm. 
Right, because I was so stressed about it. Yeah, and yeah. it was it was just not a very. I guess the atmosphere wasn't as open or like as mm. welcoming. Okay. So I feel like you know, with two girls, I can just say stuff. Was that the interview? Because you did some work for the TTC, right? Like part of that campaign. Was it that interview? No, no. I actually decided not to be interviewed for that one when it comes to like my face because they asked me to give an interview in front of camera and like just. Why did you decide? Why not? Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't. I don't know. I feel too anxious sometimes. I'm a very anxious person. Yeah. So to have my face be on camera it's like to to be heard by other people is one thing when you don't see me <laughs> but i get nervous and i start blobbing and <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah but this is fine mm-hmm. yeah i did uh is this on yeah oh interesting oh, okay um so for the tdc it was like a combined effort for mental health right, right. so we so we worked with remember the name of the thing it's okay okay um so i did a poster about because i personally have been dealing with a lot of mental health issues so that is i guess part of the journey as an artist yes and for everybody it's different but um it kind of related to how i felt and how i feel in just daily life so it felt important for me to actually be a part of it. Mm-hmm. It didn't go big, unfortunately, and the campaign only lasted like two or three weeks, so not a lot of people got to see it. But I still got Instagram people like sending me photos of like, oh look, I saw your poster. So I feel like some there was some audience that maybe was able to receive the message and actually feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I feel like something like that should be all year round, so that there are messages for people dealing with issues to lift them up mm-hmm. and make them feel a little bit better. Especially visually. on TTC. Because Especially it can be TTC. like such a just miserable place. It really can be. You know? Well, I mean, like, I was just on it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people are just sitting there and they're just, especially on the way home from work, mm-hmm. I feel like, I, you just catch people, like, who are commuting, which are, like, on the way to work or depending on when you're mm-hmm. going. People are just like this and they're tired and they're... They probably are feeling like sad about their jobs or whatever. So I think, yeah, TTC is like where those ads should be, if anything, right? Yeah, because you get the biggest, yeah, unhappy audience, I guess. Yeah, and the biggest growth probably <laughs> yeah. too. Like the, the, amount, the most amount of people you can probably see, that can see it in a day would be through that. So I guess that's what made me a little bit angry is because they only allowed those two, I guess, and a half weeks of that campaign being there because nobody was paying them for the posters to be up so they weren't receiving any revenue from ads and right so instead of ads we had our posters right which is just a little bit unfair in a way because i feel like it's a little bit more important to deal with population's needs versus trying to make money for the tac right how did you get the opportunity to do the posters i know personally know the person organized this okay. through actually yes I did a gallery show with her and she just she's growing this organization because her brother passed away due to mental health issues oh, wow. and she just put all her heart and effort into this trying to create art for change mm-hmm. so that really spoke to me yeah right yeah. I bet especially like 
did you find that that campaign happened at the same time that you were starting to feel also like these types of emotions around mental health? I guess I've always felt that way. Yeah. But it was kind of like first time somebody asked me specifically how my art related to mental health issues, which is, and I actually said it out loud and people were able to read it. Mm-hmm. And that was a little bit hard to, I guess, show what's on the inside instead of just doing images that people can read whatever they want to into mm-hmm. them, right? Mm-hmm. But I always put myself into work. Like we all do. You mm-hmm. dance. Mm-hmm. Your, your entire body mm-hmm. is doing the art. Mm-hmm. You can't separate it from yourself. Right. Yeah, so. some people, I do find that some people are also just easier at, oh my gosh, when you speak properly today. <laughs> some people are a lot better at compartmentalizing mm-hmm. or um, in terms of like performing, some people are really not as transparent. But I think that, I mean, I personally, and I think a lot of dancers are as well, it's just very transparent. So if like something's happening and, or if like you're working through a process, especially in contemporary work, mm-hmm. And it's like stemming from something. It's like going to show up on your face without you trying. And that's kind of like the best way. Because if you're trying to like ent- or showcase something, then it ends up coming across a little inauthentic and yeah. disingenuine. But exactly. Yeah. I think. Yeah, you're right. That's the only time that you've ever put the mental health stamp on your work or publicly? I guess uh, I think so spoke about it publicly because mental health like again I feel like every work I make is a self-portrait that's one of my profs told me that in university it doesn't matter what you do it is a Mm self-portrait whatever happens that you draw and that was specific to your work or just to just anybody's okay just anybody's that's how he feels about his work and that's I and I totally agree that we just are especially and I'm, I don't really know much about, like, all the other types of art mm-hmm. specifically. But I know that visual art, we are reflections of, of what we create. And what we create is basically a reflection of us all the mm-hmm. time. So I find that um, I can see... You know how you look at Picasso's work and you go to a gallery and you see all these periods that he had mm-hmm. and how his work changed mm-hmm. from like yeah. five, ten years later, whatever. And I find that it happens because you're going through stages and those stages reflect on your art. So like I only started using color full time in January. That's when I became a citizen in Canada and I somehow all of a sudden felt like I was comfortable using color and everything I do now is colorful and I'm okay with it. Before that, I could not even make myself use color. Just, it was like just black, red, and white. And that is like part of my style, but it was just, it felt, it felt more home. It felt easier. It felt like my, I don't know, if I was sad or maybe I was just not feeling comfortable without that paperwork telling you that you're legit, you know, that you're allowed to be here. But now I, don't have to rely on anybody because I have my passport. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Like I'm <laughs> independent. I can do whatever. And that reflected my work. And now it's more confident, I think. With it's the just, color. Yeah. It's weird. I don't, I can't explain cool. it any other way. And I started dressing differently too. Like I started wearing color instead of just black before. 
Hmm. I don't know. And it's still, that's what I mean by saying that it's like you and your art and like your expression in daily life, it's all connected. And it's like, you can't separate it. Do you come from a community that tries not to stand out or is it something to do with that? Or No, I think it was just me being very insecure about my body and the work that I did and just not having the guts to come out and like be authentic right in front of people no I don't think the community ever forced that on me in any way where are you from Poland okay but yeah so I guess the it's a little bit different out there right Mm -hmm. there it's changing now that I left but back then like you would not see a single person of color in the entire country right wow there is no talk about the LGBTQ community. Nobody even mentions it. You're not allowed to be you because mm-hmm. you will be... It's illegal. Is yeah. it illegal still there? Well, it's not illegal. It's more so you just don't talk about it. Is it still a really religious country? Yes. It's Catholic? Very, very Catholic. Yeah. So until mm-hmm. things... You know, the new generation obviously is raising their kids a little bit differently and... They're not religiously going to church, but there's still that. The it's like the daunting baby, of like the ancestors, yeah, and the and the, yeah. and the baby boomers are still around, yeah. and they're still kind of you know yeah. making their choices, right? Yeah. So, how long have you been living in Canada before you got your permanent re- or your passport permanent so, residence? So, so permanent residence is yes. first, and then you get your citizenship. Okay. After so a lot, after a long time, ten years. Too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It took a long time, and that was the fastest way I did it, too. Wow. Yeah, you have to be a permanent resident for, I think, a decade before you can be... So you're, yeah, you're, you get a your citizen. PR wow. after five years, and then... After five years of visa, or five years of... Yeah, of, like, I got my PR after five years of being in Canada. Yeah, I think you can apply once you can show that you live here and that yeah. you like are helping and or like yeah working or yeah. being useful but in terms of your citizenship i don't think you can get it until you've been living here for at least five years or yeah like, something or like as a permanent that. resident yeah right. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's a complicated process and it's not very fun but you know yeah, yeah. you guys mm-hmm. are canadian though right yes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yes do you have any uh what's your background is there any fun mixes yeah, I'm like a bunch of, I mean, I'm Irish and Scottish, and then I have Czech in me. Ooh, yeah. I love Czech people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always always enjoy such people. Yeah, I've been told that since mm-hmm. I was about eight years old, yes. They're very pretty. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, my family's French and Irish. Oh, I see yeah. the French in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have that mm-hmm. in your face, the kind of like, I don't know, dark hair, the kind yeah. of like, yeah. It's like round. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't use that word, no? but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, like a French petite girl. Yeah, it's French. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Being from a community that's like very Catholic and like we just talked about a little bit more mm-hmm. um, conservative, I guess. Is yeah, that oh yeah, yeah, that's that was a word. How was, like, what's it like being an artist coming from that community mm-hmm. and not going into like a profession that is sustainable? I'm using right. air quotes. No, yeah. Or, um, yeah, what's it like? Well, I, well, because, well, that, uh, there's an aspect of community and country, and there's also aspect of family, right? So my mom is a very liberal, free spirit, hippie. Mm. My dad is a very conservative doctor. Mm. 
Um, so he always wanted me to pursue a career uh, in either being a doctor or a lawyer, something very prestigious. So right, I would right. make lots of money. And that was the only goal he had in mind. And um, art was never mentioned. I was not... That was not a thing I could do, mm-hmm. ever. What did your mom do? She's, so she's a clinical psychologist. Oh. So she works. She helps people. You know, that's, that's kind of her deal. But she's very artistic and very, she's a great photographer. And she just has that, you know, energy to her. Versus my dad has always been a very stern man. Mm-hmm. So she always supported me. He didn't. Um, and when they split up, we went to Canada and that's when I was kind of like in front of a choice of, do I go be a doctor now that my father is no longer reigning over me or do I just do what feels right inside? And I just like, I just went and did art and my mom was like, yeah, okay. Mm. And I, and I just felt happy doing it. So it was random. I wasn't even like, I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. So, um, so I was not in Poland doing art. So I never, I was never kind of like faced with that kind of deal. But he never approved of it if he can be the reflection of the community. Right. So it's, it was never a thing that he liked me doing he never appreciated it and same with my grandfather who again is another conservative person who thinks that me making art is a naive silly thing and my art looks um again like a child drew it Mm -hmm. and there is no support right from that part of my family so i just don't keep in touch with them which is good okay i was yeah. gonna ask because you used liked like a past tense so i wasn't sure well it's just... kind of like you have to call them like a couple times a year mm-hmm. but it's just i don't need negativity in my life i'm trying to like yes. kind of stay away from that right. and uh, yeah just trying to stick with people who appreciate who i do do you say trying to sleep with people who appreciate it <laughs> Stick. <laughs> but also sleep. <laughs> Sleepy, maybe. Like my art, I'll sleep with it. You know, stick with people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we were on that topic anyway, <laughs> so we might as well go there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know if I kind of went around the question, but I, no. may, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I, I answered it. I think it. you okay. answered it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. <sighs> So you went to school and you did art in school Mm -hmm. and then you graduated and you did what was like your first thing after university years? So I, no, actually it looks clean. I'll eat it. (laughs) I mean, I did just run the Roomba. That's fine. Mm, Roomba. Roomba. Love it. It does everything for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I went to a college in New Brunswick Mm -hmm. first. Then I moved to Toronto, and then I went to Toronto School of Art, and only then I was accepted to OCAD. So it was like a long journey through different schools, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, I had no idea what I was doing all through school. Like, you know how sometimes people go to art school because they were drawing their entire life, and they're like, oh yeah, now I can use my skills to learn new things. I had zero skills, zero <laughs> technical anything. I just went to school. So I was like making stuff up the entire time, like until I figured out, I guess, I don't know, like two years ago, I figured out what I liked mm-hmm. or like how to paint. <laughs> I swear to God, nobody taught me how to paint. I had to figure it out after school. So 
I worked for a bit uh, at a coffee shop and kind of did my art. Mm-hmm. And then I really hated it. Why did you hate it? It was... I, oh, Natalie and customer service. It just... <laughs> Man. Oh, you hated the job. You didn't hate your art. No. Okay. The job. <laughs> the Just job. the job. Have uh, you ever been doing a job that was your art? And or can you think of a job that you were doing your artwork that you just hated and it made you question whether doing it was the right choice? At the beginning, yes. Yeah. At the beginning, you take any commission you mm-hmm. can score. Mm-hmm. And I really disliked basically all of them um, because I found that people were putting guidelines on you that were totally out of sync with what who I am creatively mm-hmm. so I wasn't being me and doing work for them I was more so doing work for them exactly the way they want to see it and it was there was a misalignment there mm-hmm. and that was like for a good few years and recently people actually, you know, I still find that happens with commissions. I still right. don't do a hundred percent what I like mm-hmm. because you have to satisfy the client, but you know, so yeah, there's always, there's been jobs that you just like hated doing, even though it was, yeah, but you have to do it, but you have to kind of support yourself, especially in Toronto. It's not cheap. It's yeah. not easy. It's, it's a busy life, right? We all know it. Yeah. So you kind of deal with it yeah for the time being and you know that after that you can just make whatever you do like yeah you just kind of swallow your yeah yeah or pride i guess yeah i was gonna say pride (laughs) i wasn't sure what the right word was but yeah yeah, you just kind of swallow your pride or your it's just like yeah you i want to say pride but it's also like swallow your passion because it's like you're not really doing what you're like passionate about you're just like doing it because you're like you can do it you know it's like a skill you have yeah yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there's. I find that there's a differentiation between skill and creativity. Totally. And sometimes people, want, like sometimes when a person asks me to do something for them, they let me do what I want, and that is when best pieces come to life. Mm-hmm. But when somebody is guiding every single inch of the drawing I just did, and they give me directions to change like inches between millimeters <gasps> and colors then that is when I think that maybe they would have done a better job because they know exactly what they want. So that's when I feel like, why would you ask me in the first place? Are those other artists that are asking you to commission work? Those are just like people. Just people. Just that's so interesting. But you know, you you get you get so many clients, so many different varieties of clients, and I, I you probably hear that a lot from other artists. So mm-hmm. it can be painful. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking that um, creativity can be a skill that you hone and something that you practice, but being skillful isn't necessarily creative. Right. Does that, that make sense? Mm, I like that. Creativity is, is a skill you can hone because it's something you practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can be like turned into a habitual thing. Mm-hmm. Like lots of dancers talk about choreographing is like habitual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't necessarily. Oh, what did I say? Creativity <laughs> yeah, is a but, skill you can hone. But yes. This. Just play it back. <laughs> <laughs> but the skill. But, but the you, skill doesn't necessarily mean creativity. creativity. Your skill doesn't. Well, I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. But, but like, I, like, I think it depends you can if you're like skillful at a lot of things. You can yeah. be able to do a lot of things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you can be creative. That yeah, right. that's true as well. But I think that also depends on if we're using skill as a word that's like this and this and this. Right. If skill was you can draw a line. And then creative was like, but I like to draw a circle. It just depends like how you view skill and stuff, right? Sure. Because, yeah, this is, I'm in a mind warp. (laughs) I'm confused. (laughs) Yeah. Semantics. Semantics of creativities and skills. Yes. Well, actually, okay. So the way I see it, and I kind of, I do say that a lot to people, um, to me, like skill, I see skill as technical ability. Yeah, sure. Yes. That can be honed over mm-hmm. the years. And it only kind of means, to me, it means that when I have an idea, I can, because I practiced in the same style so many times, I can now go from point A to B and mm-hmm. complete the piece. And it's done when I know it's done because I've already done this, all these steps so many times. Now, creativity to me is, and we're going to get spiritual a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, to me, is when you channel that creative spirit that not everybody has access to. So to me, when I, I haven't recently been feeling that way, but when I am in a good place and I'm happy and content and comfortable in my life, I feel like I just see images. And when I see them, they're complete images in my head. I just have to write them down and then complete them. It's easy. To me, it's just like, it's there, you draw it down, and then you finish the piece and you're done. But I guess call it inspiration or mm-hmm. a muse. Not a muse. I don't believe in muses. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, and you just kind of channel that and you just see it. And a lot of artists actually have agreed with me that they, they see complete things. So I kind of differentiate that. From right. the skillfulness of being able to right. technically, I don't know, make a spoon, for example, out of nothing. Right. But the creativity about making the spoon is like how you curve the shapes and how you imagine Yes. It. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's kind mm-hmm. of Skill is the technique that gets you there. Yeah. yeah. But the creativity is like the vision. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that can apply to anything, like anything, like writers have it, dancers have it, like also, like Is anyone. it something you think actors have? <laughs> Were you throwing shade? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I wasn't throwing shade. It was just like something that we, like, I don't know, because I was like, how? Do they? Well, I don't know, maybe I'm not an actor, but like maybe is hmm. what actors, when actors act, I would say that's a skill. Mm-hmm. Yes. But how and do technique. they create how are they creative in their acting? And I guess maybe just choices? by the choices they make. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was just interested. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't trying to shit. What did but, you think? But no, you're right. Because there are actors that look and act the same way in every single movie. Mm-hmm. And there are actors who can actually like channel characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they act in, like, totally different than everyone. Yeah. Gary so, Oldman plays Winston Churchill and doesn't look a thing like him and is like a completely different character. If it's I ever see Cara Delevingne in something else, I'm going to blow my brains out. Yeah, It's the same fucking thing. Yep. The same face. Same everything. Yes. It's literally the same thing. So, I, yeah, I think that is... It's just is... playing herself or playing themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I think that applies to literally but everything. But then it goes back to, like, your art is just an extension of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a loop. <laughs> We're stuck in a loophole. <laughs> I love that you thought I was just immediately throwing shade. Uh, <laughs> it's the cheekbones. The cheekbones. 
now I know why my whole life people have called me sassy. Steve. <laughs> It's these. <laughs> I, it, it might, might be actually. Yeah, the swerviness. I don't know. <laughs> I've always heard, like, why do you have such a bitch face all the time? Like, oh, you get that? Yeah, all the time. Like, why, why are you making faces like this? <sighs> maybe the, it is. It's bitch face and sass face, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> I don't run away from conversation. <laughs> <laughs> sass face. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I do run <laughs> I need to learn this skill from you. I really do. Literally try. Someone will be talking about something as the moment that you're disinterested in it, walk away. Just honestly, I think, I mean, I should set a boundary. Don't be like just with that person and on the street. That's just (laughs) fucking rude. Can't be that rude. But like, if you want to agree and you're at a party and someone's talking about something, don't like sit there to sit there. Just walk away and do something else because like, what they're talking about my night is just is not interesting to me sometimes and i'm yeah. like why am i wasting my night out or like yeah. my moments alive awake yeah listening to us i i feel like you just appreciate you, you just value your time better yeah. than i do <laughs> that's gotta be so, it <laughs> yeah again that's skills. so true how often do i just say this they're just wasting my time that's very true amazing yeah love it Um, do you or can you talk about a little bit about how you like go through your mental health issues through your art Mm. if you feel comfortable with that yeah yeah absolutely I mean you know what that's a thing that again as I grow older I feel like I feel a little bit more and more comfortable being like having issues and like being transparent about them Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I know that most of us have something wrong with them. And I say wrong again in quotation because, yeah, we all have issues. And it's mm-hmm. okay because there's chemistry in our brains and sometimes just doesn't work the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't in my case. So um, thankfully, I, you know, I had a good doctor who prescribed good anti-anxiety medication that I'm on till today and it's you know my life is easy my life is pretty good so but in the past um I guess it's just that there's ups and downs in everybody's life and for me those downs in the past were really bad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh, the downs used to be really bad and um Again, I don't think I was like a professional anything back then. So thankfully, I think my, again, I don't want to say career, but I do because I do full-time art, right? Yeah. So it is a job, I guess. Um, And I've gotten a little bit more attention than I used to before, like when I was a student. And I I just worked really hard at it. Mm -hmm. But having mental health issues and having panic attacks and not being able to do work sometimes and not feeling creative because you're sad and you just want to sit in bed and do nothing and not leave the house that kind of gets in the way of of pursuing your dreams and sometimes it just becomes an inspiration though so mm-hmm. actually a lot of my sad thoughts became paintings mm-hmm. which to me, again, because, again, the, the, the older I get, the more access I have to my own feelings so I can p- 
put them in a box sometimes and help others. So I'm going to divert, divert a little bit. Do it. Let's digress. So when my dream has always been psychology and it's because I feel like I have access on an empathetic level to other people's feelings when they're with me. And I feel like I have to help in some way. And because like my mom's a psychologist, so I kind of like am immersed in that world. And because I have been through things in my life, such as um, an abusive childhood and a lot of sexual abuse later in life when I was you know, a teenager and in my early 20s, I find that what my experiences have become is just a vehicle for me to help others with the same issues. So now that I, since last year, I've been doing art workshops. And I, at first I just thought, oh, I'm going to just teach art to some people, whatever. But slowly it became a healing circle so that every time I taught a workshop, people would cry at the end and feel like they discovered something about themselves and they felt lighter and happier somehow. And I was like, what, how, what is going on? Like, and it just became a thing. So um, now I find that making art and allowing other people to create art and curate them and help them do it and finding the time to do it in your life can really boost up your confidence and heal a lot of the wounds. So I, so next year I'm going to study art therapy because to me that's just the perfect combination of me trying to help others mm -hmm. and also not just being just creating art to be seen but not having any action taken from it. You know, when you just put a piece out, then are you starting to feel, is, are you starting to lose interest in just putting a piece out, to put a piece out to make it interesting and creative? I love drawing. I love painting. And when people ask me about my hobby, this is, this is my hobby, but I also do this for work, but it's not enough. I've realized that just people liking a print or buying a print or buying some stickers with my designs on them is not making any sort of a difference. In the world? In, in the world. Mm. But then when I started teaching and leading these groups, now I was making a difference. There were people coming back to me, coming for more workshops because they felt so empowered all of a sudden. Mm. They would take this piece home and cherish it because they made something awesome and they did it by themselves. So I was all of a sudden I was giving people a new tool to express themselves and feel comfortable and, non, and not judged in any way. Like something that they didn't have before. And to this day, like I go to all these shows and markets and whatever, and, people, and I run into people who have attended my workshops and they said that, you know, that's, that painting they did in that workshop is the most precious thing they've ever done. And they're so proud of it and they want to do more and they open their eyes to something or... Uh, they realize something new about themselves that they didn't know was happening, you know? Mm -hmm. So I have also done workshops with um, cancer patients and that was really powerful to me as well to give like a glimmer of hope for the future and recovery. Mm -hmm. So I guess in short, just making art isn't enough for me because I'm only helping myself when I do it. 
but when I'm allowing others to create art in my in a group where I'm kind of hosting the event, then I'm helping them do it. It's I don't know. It just feels like that's that has like that's the way it has to go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, long long answer. No, that's okay. Right. It's like an interesting thing to think about what like repercussions have when you put something out. Are you just like does it just like reach some people and some people look at it and like that's the end of it? Yeah. What what happens like afterwards? After, so it's like it's yeah. something interesting to think about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you just yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. like in this age of like Instagram yeah. and trying to build a social media following or trying to build, you know what I mean? Like build a business out of it. What happens after? Mm-hmm. It also like makes me think about why make why people are making work, right? Like, why mm-hmm. are you making it to make it and become super famous, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Are you making it to have another thing on your resume? Are you making it? I think like the maybe this is like a bold statement, but the idea like why art is what art is, which is to affect people and have people feel something, is like starting to be lost. And it's being more used right now for like fame and fortune and it promotion it's being monopolized a little bit and we're losing a little bit of like the the like deepness of why why it's being made and its effects on people and how it can affect people and I don't think people are doing work anymore just because of this and they had this and it's all about to help themselves almost you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that actually. Because like Instagram is just like another extremely broad topic. It's yeah, it's true. It's to me, it's it's such a commercial platform. I don't. Again, for years I was like obsessively trying to build a following, mm-hmm. and it was like the only thing I cared about because if I didn't get a minimum of an X amount of likes on a post, I would literally be just crushed for the rest of the day or delete the post because like, what do you mean I didn't get enough likes? Oh, yeah. What happened? What, what did I do wrong? Right. And surprisingly, and that lasted for like the last, what, three years. And surprisingly now, um, they took it away, turned off the yeah. like counter, right? So yeah. you can't see it. And and that was a couple months ago for me because I know in different areas that works differently. It's super weird because like our Gal Pals account has the light counter turned off. My personal one has it turned on. Oh, oh really? My account has it turned off. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. Super weird. They, they gave it back to me for a week and now they took it away again. Oh. So I feel like they're just testing different. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. And it's, yeah, I don't know. And also, I don't know how it works. Instagram was made by artists to like share stuff and it got it was never made for like mm-hmm. this influencer world. Yeah. And it's kind of like what it developed and anyway, you were saying something. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, and it all like yeah, so generally it just became like how many followers do you have? Like are you worthy? That's how you Are you worthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Like you only have this many. Like it doesn't right. matter. You don't matter in the world and it this can cr- like literally break your heart if you're paying attention to it so so and again i was not a person who would like say this in the past but they turned off that like counter and it's like something got taken away from me and also that hardship and that weird obsession also went away like literally two days after i just didn't care anymore Mm -hmm. oh wait what do you mean i can't see it 
with the why like you didn't care about posting anymore or you well, didn't care I didn't about, care about the number yeah so interestingly like that worked what, on me isn't that the desired effect though that they had yeah was for like yeah mental health and like yeah negative repercussions of like searching for that yeah that validity yeah really interesting because yeah. i know it worked for some people as well so i think people post more now i well it could work either way but mm-hmm. i think people will post or people do post more now because they're able to curate their feed to their liking and it's yeah. not like well i don't want to post right now because like well, this picture isn't like the best picture the lighting mm-hmm. isn't perfect and it's not like a close-up of my face so it's not yeah. going to get x amount of likes right? right you know it's more about like kind of like the art of it or like the just posting it to share it yeah the desire to actually just do it for yourself more so mm-hmm. right and yeah i just now i don't like i used to post exactly every day and exactly at the same time to get the most like mm. can't. and <laughs> it killed me every day that was like a must and now you know what if i don't post one day because i don't have time because guess what i have like a million jobs um <laughs> then it's okay i'll post another day and right. i don't see the likes so i don't really care i just put the work that i believe is good to me and if i post it that means i just like it's like a diary now mm-hmm. and a communication no, with some other scrapbook yeah yeah so mm-hmm. i did a thing okay i'll post it because like then it's there mm-hmm. so if i have a job lined up and somebody wants to see my work that's what I have up there and you can see it but it's not no more like a rat race anymore mm-hmm. you know? yeah we just were in a meeting today yeah and the, the woman told yeah sorry the person told us that their one of the people that works for them was at a some sort of conference and it was like a pretty high-end conference and like all the information was accurate and they say that to gain Instagram followers now you have to post at least eight times a day and it has to be a video yeah it's moving all towards video content Instagram really yes YouTube create a channel yeah, yeah. or links to your YouTube channel Instagram TV YouTube channel mm-hmm. it's all video <laughs> isn't that crazy oh it's eight because images are not enough anymore because we need to see things move around for us to look at them and like hold attention i don't know we're confused by that because like when i mean like when i look at instagram i'm like i don't watch videos because they take too long to load or the sound never works and i'm like ah, t- yeah didn't work whatever pass you know i'd rather just see images and like appreciate that but yeah i'll say also like to me that doesn't track because like every time we've posted videos mm-hmm. we've like it, it doesn't get the same amount of attention or likes or you know uh feeds as we find like our f- photos do yeah so i'm like mm, that doesn't make sense to me but they keep changing the rules though also i just like don't understand why the algorithms are the way they are like why can't mm. you just see things as they pop up like yeah. chronologically yeah that's how they used to be right you could like scroll from the top to the bottom of all the feed new stuff that came from all your followers yeah or like and you know when you would saw it all because you would oh you're like oh i've already seen that photo yeah 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 it was so useful but no yeah i don't understand it was interesting to me that the most people that most of the people that like were so avidly complaining about that like were everyone was talking about it but Mm -hmm. like people that were like angry about it was like all influencers Right, like, because their stuff's no longer just, like, pushed to the uh-huh. front. Yeah. So they're like, now you have to actually go, f- like, now you have to go actually up here. Actually go to my page. Oh, no. Yeah. People, like, actually want to, like, engage with you. Mm-hmm. 
or people have to want to engage with you but are not forced to well you have to engage with people yeah, yeah. it's Instagram has done goods. It's done a lot of good and it's done a lot of evil, I think, too. In terms of, I mean, I don't know if you've been a victim of this or not, but of, like, copyright of artistic mm. practice, of artistic work. Mm. Like, we've talked about this before, about how, like, mm. a lot of celebrities now steal content from things that they see on Instagram yeah. because mm. it's just posted and it's there. And it's it's totally legal, kind of, you know, because you're posting it to the free network. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of issues going on with that as well, with, like, the artist community. Has it ever happened to you? Or someone's Um, taking your stuff and... Yeah, so it was never big, and in a sense that it was never, like, a big company stealing Mm -hmm. something from me. I wasn't cool. I'm not cool enough for that. (laughs) But um, I have had people just, like, take my images and, like, put text over them or edit them and, like, add stuff to them and then post them to their feeds. Mm. Which I... I, like, what am I going to do about this? Like, it to me, like, it's obviously disrespectful. Like, why are you doing this in the first place? Right. But, like, I know I can't do anything about it. The, lead, the, the last thing, like, I can just ask, can you please take this down? Right. And they can just block me. So there is that issue of not being able to do anything about injustice on Instagram, I find. Because it, it can really turn against you when people if people let's say i don't know they want to ban you or they report you to instagram people lose their accounts right uh for no good reason because well some one person got angry Mm. so it's like also trying to play cool and not make anybody upset because then you get in trouble that's also like a form of like big brother censorship yeah yeah Yeah. oh yeah that's where the world is going anyways like are you (laughs) So upsetting. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. It's I I like don't know how I feel about Instagram. I feel like the ideas of all of it is lost now and it's like we said, it's all about making money now, right? Like we were talking about before, I forget about what. It's it's not really about like this or that. It's all about monopolizing everything. How much money can we make from this? How much money can we make from this? How much money can we make from this? Yeah. Your world is dying. How much money can we make from it? You know? Oh, that actually goes back to Tinder. <laughs> oh, is that one? <laughs> because how much money can we make off of these people who really want to swipe right on another person? Oh, with adding the stars. Adding the stars. Actually, you can, yeah, purchase. You yep. can, oh, you can Tinder purchase Plus. The, yeah, Tinder Plus. So how much is Tinder Plus? It's not too much, but it's like... I mean, a significant amount. I just want to know. I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's yeah. And then if you want to go back because you swiped left on somebody you cared for, you also have to pay for it. So what I'm saying is whatever you can make people pay for, you're going to make people pay for. It's happening. So, yeah. Yeah. Unless you're an artist, in which case you have to argue for your right to charge people. (laughs) <laughs> and for hopefully no one steals your stuff yeah no fingers crossed because <laughs> like what you gonna do I don't know that's very crazy has anybody stolen stuff from you art like in any way well talking like, a bit um, about Instagram I mean I think generating a genuine following is really important to us and like being able to curate mm-hmm. um you know, like we talked about with like the followers and the likes have gone away, which is really nice because 
it's we are good. We like really try to engage with our fans and we work really hard at making sure we're not paying for followers. We're not yep. sponsoring posts. We're not posting shit just so it's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, other people in the community, do they do that? Yes. Yes, of course they do. <laughs> yes. And, I mean, sometimes is it hard because it seems like one is gaining more traction because of the other? Yes. But I think that we try and really focus on the fact that our content is genuine. Our content is here forever or, or is going to be here for a while. Yeah. It's not going to be, it's not just like a small hobby that we're doing. Yeah. And there's something behind it. It's not just a popularity contest to us. It's about mental health and it's about giving people voices to talk about their situations and what they want to talk about and giving right. a platform and being there for artists. It's not just about fame and fortune. And yeah. I, we're not inviting the most famous people in the world onto our podcast to only talk about the mm. great things, right? Oh, yes. Because we all glorious. fucking know that. We all know those stories, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that sometimes really sucks. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay, I find, mm-hmm. because it's, you, you can get up and then you can be like, oh, I have a kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. Yeah, actually, actually, again, Instagram, I, again, like, it's, I don't have a big following, but I have a bigger following than I did when I first started. And it is, in a way, important because it's a vehicle for my sales. Mm -hmm. And my sales are a vehicle for me having a comfortable living. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, you know, it's nice. Mm -hmm. But I see artists who started where I was and they... They suddenly spiked, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 followers over like a week. Uh-huh. And to me, again, so soul crashing because is my art not good enough? Yeah, what am just I doing wrong? compare. Yes. Yeah, like, I feel that. What are they doing so right that all of a sudden they have 10,000 likes under each post? How is this happening? And why? Right. Why do I not have that? It's Why am bought. I worse? Yeah. My stuff is just as good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, you, you go on Instagram, you see that, and it's kind of like, oh, wow. Yeah. Why do I make art? Do I even care? Mm-hmm. And there were times where I was like, ah, uh, there is no point. Like, if that person has so many likes, then why would I even compete with them? Right. Right. So. Yeah. That's, that's kind of that. But, but it's usually bots. If somebody spikes like that. I know. But then it's like. <laughs> to go back to what You know. It's yeah. probably it a bot. And it was probably $100 for 10,000 followers. Yeah. Probably, yeah, they purchased it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But I know. Even you tell. I know. I'm like on your page, the same page as you. So you like tell you yourself know, that. But... And you know. And you check. And you do all that work. Hmm. But you still don't feel good about it. You still feel like lesser than. Yeah. And it yeah. kind of like gets to you. Yeah. It really gets to like the core of who, I, who you are, not just the surface. Mm-hmm. Kind of like it's like, um, it's as, as if every time you look at that and you compare yourself, you're putting another little pin in, in your core and it's kind of like stabbing you. And the more pins you add, the worse you feel mm-hmm. until you're allowed to actually take them all out and not care about that and kind of just like be organic and be yourself and mm-hmm. just put priorities somewhere else where yeah. your actual happiness is because 
really at the end of the day do you know if that person with all these followers is a happy person totally fulfilled mm-hmm. in their life do they cry in bed are they are they happy waking up in the morning you don't know that but you mm-hmm. just compare yourself to the image they created and yeah. you get unhappy so i feel like whatever you do you just have to really look inside and see what matters to your mental health and to your well-being yeah. because at the end of the day there's only you mm-hmm. that really matters to your yeah. life you know part of me finds the idea of like bots and what you just said like quite sad as well because maybe they like are genuinely getting pleasure from like the amount of numbers going up and maybe it like doesn't have anything to do with the amount of like actual people it's just like a validating mm-hmm. you're doing okay you're doing okay you're mm-hmm. doing okay you're doing okay mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but so you're saying it stems out from their own yeah maybe insecurities. maybe yeah. it's like the notification that like makes them happy oh. or it's you know maybe it's right. it's even though it's like a bot and it's clearly a machine maybe and they're paying for it and they're yeah. paying for it maybe it's still like it's more of like a reminder that this is a thing that you're doing i don't know right. mm-hmm. i don't know I, yeah. I actually, there's like studies sense. that show that you get serotonin hits uh-huh. with that kind of stuff so like it's totally possible and real right yeah the fact that you they pay mm-hmm. for it probably doesn't matter mm-hmm. right because you're it's like getting you, i mean you only get drug. your credit card bill once a month you probably every you get Sorry, you only get your credit card bill once a month and see that you paid for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you can get a like every 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then what? Yeah. Yeah. Does it, does it outweigh, you know, like <laughs> high highs and low lows? Or yeah. Just, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, what I'm saying is don't buy a bot. <laughs> you are throwing shade now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Corinne, oh, oh my no. lanta. Oh no. <laughs> um, I have like one last question for you. Oh yeah. Do you feel like you create from that place of, you were saying before, when you're like content and happy and it comes easy yeah. more often than a place of when you're unhappy? I feel like my life has generally taken a ginormous turn recently. Mm. And uh, it, it definitely affects the way I make art. So being able to be myself as a wholesome person and learning how to find all the pieces. I am, because again, recent changes. So I was, I am kind of like learning, relearning how to be. Mm. And that will affect my art for sure. So just because like recently I haven't been like seeing any images in my head at all. And I know that it will pass because I'm in a transitional stage and my brain is doing its very best to like take care of all these things. Right. Uh, So I don't have access to that freedom of creativity right now. But I am happy. I am a happier person. So I feel like mostly uh, my art has been coming from the good place, Mm -hmm. less so the bad place. Because it is easy, I think, to like sit there sometimes and cry and an image comes and you're like, this is coming out of deep sadness. And I know a lot of people will relate to it. Um, And that's okay. But that doesn't happen very often for me, which, you know. 
Yeah, it depends how you look at it. Sometimes best work is sad work. Sometimes it's happy sells better though. Like again, going <laughs> to commerce, like happy faces and flowers and shit really sells a lot better than people being genuine and with their about their own feelings. What? Yeah. Also in terms of like visual art, I'm sure you know in their house. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to yeah. see a bunch of flowers blossoming, or do you want to see like? a painting that was painted with tears, salty tears still running down. I don't know. Exactly. Right? There you go. But time and place, though, too. Like, you know, maybe maybe there's some place that that does. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But generally, because, yeah, so I guess, like, just the last thing I want to add is, like, um, trying to be a professional full-time artist is really being torn between creating work that is commercial or at least it has been for me and that sells well like what is gonna sell well happy things let's make happy things but then and i tried doing that for a while and it sold well but then i realized that those things were not coming from the right place and I was only making them to drive sales, which wasn't right anymore to me. So I went back to doing the stuff that I felt like was my art and like my own personal expression that was unhindered and, and kind of like just came from me. And it turned out that there is an audience that appreciates that specifically. And I don't have to pretend. I can just do what I know I feel and I know I want to make. And there is that right audience for everybody, as long as you kind of like are yourself. Mm-hmm. So right. I, that's why the organic following is more important to me now nowadays. Uh, and I've actually never paid for a bot or anything like that, which you can see on my Instagram. It's not really not that many people. Uh, but <laughs> you <laughs> lost your money if you remember. So to me, it's like if if I gain followers, that means. Those people are honestly interested in what I have to say. Exactly. Totally, yeah. And yeah. they're not going to follow and unfollow within right. the next day. I just know that they actually appreciate the message. Mm-hmm. And right. I think that's more important. Just like you said about your podcast. You want people who, who can relate and mm-hmm. who, who want to see you and listen to you. Mm-hmm. Versus somebody, some random likes and follows that will not do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That is great. Yeah. Is being an artist fucking killing you? Oh, sometimes, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes it kills me. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, by the way. Thank you. Thank you for, for coming me. tonight. There's yes. something about doing recording at night that's very different. It's very different, is but it? it's also very lovely. I'm like starting to enjoy it more and more that oh. we do it. I don't know why. I feel like in the morning I'm just like amped up and ready to go. And at night I feel like the conversation's just, I don't know if it has something to do with like the, the light or, <laughs> or like the way people are feeling after their day. They just like can't yeah. lie anymore. You know, <laughs> Actually, you can't lie yeah. about the bullshit anymore. You're just like, oh, oh like you're just like unload and you're just like ripping it out. But um, <laughs> I think that the night is my like, it's becoming my new favorite time to record. It's amazing. So. I'm glad I could be here at night. It does feel very chill and like soft. Yeah, and relaxed and safe, and there's snacks and um, <laughs> the one perk, snacks. <laughs> there is snacks, yeah. guys. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it definitely felt like a non-bullshit zone kind、yeah. of deal. Like I was like, I was just saying what was true versus, I guess maybe during the day with the light out, I would be like more. Business mode. Yes. Oh, yeah. this is nothing. Kind of yeah, deal. Yeah. Oh, this is how I can pause. This is how I type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank, Thank you、me. all for listening so much.、Um, if you liked what you heard, go follow. What's your Instagram handle? Natalie Very B. <gasps> yeah.、Yes. And please like and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, go to our Patreon page. We give little gifts to all of our patrons,、mm-hmm. um, and we appreciate that so much. All the money that you donate actually goes towards, you know, paying someone new equipment, having guests on, being able to help out in some way within our own community. And we really appreciate you all. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye.